What's up, what's up, what's up? It's Vegas, a.k.a. Mr. 702, live from the building, and we are about to go under the armor. Your base. What is your base? I have been blessed to discover a beautiful app called Calm that helps you with your meditation. And so I am on day 10 of 30 days of yoga. And one of the first teachings is finding your base, finding a place where you're absolutely comfortable. I like to lay on my back when I meditate because I feel like it opens up my chest and it makes me more relaxed and more open. And when I first start meditation, it's very hard. It's very hard to close my eyes. It's very hard to be still, but now that I have begun to practice it on a regular, it is now being able to just be a little bit more easier. So my base is this warm feeling of happiness and security. Like I would say my base is like a, not a perfect summer day because sometimes summer can be too hot but this is more like a spring day where you can just lay out and allow the sun to feed you and nurture you it feels really good in my belly when I'm at my base and so when I meditate I try to get there as quickly as possible now that is my base that is what I'm seeking and what I'm finding so what about you what is your base does your base have a connection to a certain situation or an event? Can you find your base? And if you cannot find your base, how long has it been since you've been to your base? I know that in life we can get so busy with day-to-day work, relationship, school, finding other means of income, family, friendships, responsibilities that if we were to be quite honest, do we even take time to even get to base? How often do you meditate? How often do you spend time by yourself allowing your thoughts to roam? Because if you keep moving without taking the time to think and even process some things, you are going to eventually have to sit down. I know that for a fact. That is one of the easiest things I can tell you from living this life because I'm always go, 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 go. I'm always move, 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 move. I'm always go, 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 go. And it is just now recently that I've even started paying attention and being mindful of when not to go. Perfect example. I tried to take 10 minutes out of each day to meditate. But if I was to be quite honest, I probably meditate for 30 to 40 minutes per day simply because certain events happen and I need to get back to my base. I meditate before I go to work. So I go to work calm, cool, and collective, ready to make big decisions. I meditate right before four o'clock because I need my head on straight. And I meditate before I go to sleep because That is the easiest way for me to go to sleep. So all three times I'm trying to find my base. And as of November the 10th, 2019, finding my base is becoming more and more of a simple process. Shout out to Ayanna Wells, Black 
female entrepreneur. She is launching her own business and brand, Ayana L Wellness. She specializes in yoga, personal training, health education, nutrition, Reiki, and meditation. You can find her on Facebook, Instagram, and her own personal website, Ayana L Wellness. Speaking up, I think this is one of the hardest things for me to do because I'm so very outspoken and I'm so very aggressive that I find struggle not in speaking up, but speaking up in a way that doesn't destroy the whole thing. Like when I feel like saying how I feel, I don't care if the whole city burns down because you're just going to know where I stand and how I feel. Oftentimes, I refer to myself as a Spartan because once I put that line in the sand, it's no going back. Like, I will not budge. I will not surrender. Um, but recently, I've been working on speaking up, but also doing it in a way that is not so aggressive and not so intense. Um I don't know. Some people might say because I'm a Scorpio, I'm a very intense person. Other people would say because I'm just crazy that I'm an intense person. And eh, eh, it's somewhere in between, somewhere in the middle. But for me, one of my biggest things is why do we fear to express ourselves to other people? And that could be the mother that keeps putting you down or the boyfriend that is not working on the relationship, but now you're so stressed out and tired. I challenge you, if you're listening to this podcast, to tell people how you feel, when you feel it. Don't wait. All my life, I've waited to tell people how I felt. And a lot of times, they even make jokes about it in the past. Like, if you make me mad, you're going to find out six months later. Because like I would just eat the emotion, compress it, compartmentalize it. And then in six months or whenever I felt comfortable enough to speak to you, I would just speak to you nonchalantly. And that's not fair because what if that person didn't even know that they had offended me? Or what if that person offended me by accident and wanted to make the situation better? But six months from now, you really can't do anything about it. So I have been challenging myself to speak up about the things that are bothering me or if somebody wrongs me, but in a positive way that is non-confrontational, but also in real time. That's a lot. It's a lot even to think about it because it takes so many different emotional skills that it's really pushing me to not only be in tune with my emotions, but to be able to express my emotions in a very positive way efficient and effective way. So one of my biggest struggles is just being big and black. Like I call it the big black tax. When you are a African-American in the world that we live in, we already know that there is some misconception and some bias against us. Now you times that by being bigger and I'm not going to say I'm stronger than everybody, but there is a link between being a bigger, stronger person. You have to be very, very careful. One of my favorite doctors um, when I was living in Denver 
because I'm a veteran. Shout out to all the veterans. 11-11 tomorrow. If you served your country, that's love. If you know somebody that served their country, show them love. But he used to tell me, you cannot get mad and stand up. Because if you get mad and stand up, you're going to shift the whole room. And so just knowing just different things like that, I would always be like, well, that's the big black text. Well, that's the big black text. Well, I'm here to tell you today that I will no longer be using the big black text as an excuse for not expressing myself or not um, letting people know where I stand or not even letting people know when they offend me. I am not a big black text. I am a powerful African-American man with a wonderful mind and a beautiful spirit. And people need to know how I feel, when I feel, what I feel. Meditation. So you look at Gandhi, you look at some of the most celebrated health, self-help specialists in the world, the Tony Robbins and all these other people. And they all somehow, some way come to meditation. And so I'm a copycat. Like if you ever watched Naruto, Kankashi Sensei, copycat Jutsu. If somebody's doing something successful, I'm going to figure out what it is that they're doing successful that I can do and impart that into my life. And so my dog, Sheaf, my owner, he's my homeboy. He has a very, very strict religious practice of praying multiple times a day, no matter what. We could be in the middle of a meeting. It could be anything. He's going to get that praying. No excuses. And so while I don't think that my thing is to pray like him, I think my thing is to meditate, to allow myself to get into a clear mind stance. Because when you're trying to be a future gym owner, a fitness model, a... um business consultant, and just every little thing I can put my hands on. So if you're listening to this podcast and you have a business or a dream and, and I can touch it or if I can connect with you, holla at me because I'm all about connections. No matter what type it is, every creative thing, we are so better together when we allow ourselves to be platforms for others, when we have so much care in the success of others, we tend to rise faster and with the greater urge of, sense of, of, of urgency. So one of the things that I'm doing is 30 days of meditation. And it's literally unlocking different levels in my mind. Like I literally feel like my mind is working at a higher frequency and a capacity than ever before. The way I think at work, the way I think at home, my biggest complaint right now is there's not enough time in a day. And as soon as I figure out how to stop time so that I can do everything I want, I'll be generally happy because I have so many ideas that I now have to yell at my phone at a moment's notice just to get them on paper. But with this comes something very dangerous. I feel like my brain is one bad day away from breaking. And that if I do not keep myself in a good emotional space, that I can become so destructive. How productive I am right now 
has a flip side of me becoming so destructive. And because of that, I know that I need to steady my mind. And that is meditation. I'm meditating at work. I'm meditating at home. I'm putting meditation into the way I do fitness because, you know, I'm a personal trainer. Anytime fitness and cleaning, if you need that good workout, come holler at me. Come holler at us. We do everything, mind, body, everything, 360 care, fitness, wellness. If you're looking for yoga, you know, L Wellness, 1111. If you don't know about it, you'll be knowing about it soon. So without that shout out, just this meditation that I have going on is just really helping me find myself. And it sucks because when I first start meditating, I be fidgety and I be moving around and I just feel like a kid that's being told to go take a nap that I don't really want to go take. But then I start my breathing and I start allowing my mind to wander, and I start relaxing my body, and I start opening up my chest, and then I start body scanning from the base of my feet to the top of my head. And before you know it, like I feel like I've been on the Black Panther, and I'm in the astral plane, and I'm talking to all these panther gods about how to really, really make this life the best. Because my goal right now is to live the best life not financially. I don't want to be a millionaire in money and I don't want to be a millionaire in value. I want to be a millionaire in life experiences. So my goal right now is to calm my mind and train my mind with this 30 days of meditation that I meditate so much that I can protect and put up walls and barriers so that my creativity can run rampant, wild, and free. One, if you were to be honest with yourself, do you demand great sex? Hi, my name is King, and I'm a narcissist. I have now made a decree that I would demand great sex, and that would be the only standard. So no matter your sexual orientation, your sexual preference, if you're traditional, if you're monogamous, if you're non-monogamous, if you're anything within the BDSM kink community, every interaction of physical intimacy or spiritual intimacy or sound wave intimacy should be awesome. Like if you're not trying to have toe-curling, back-arching, lip-biting sex, then what are you really having sex for? We treat sex as if it's this holier-than-thou commandment, commencement moment. But no, sex is whatever you want it to be. It is as raunchy as having sex in the back of the Uber because you feel like it. Or it's as, as intimate as meditating with your partner. So I don't know about you, but if you haven't demanded great sex before, both physical, non-physical, intellectual, energy-wise, I would suggest you start demanding it. And here goes the second part. Now, this is a special 
level of narcissism, this level we're about to get on, a lot of people don't even know exists. So let me take you behind. You have to be able to confront those that are giving you bad sex. If the sex is not to your standard and that person never knows, how can the person perform better? Women and men. And we always get on women about not communicating about their sexual needs and their sexual desires and their sexual aura being, you know, so constricted. But it is men out there right now that I know for a fact do not want to ask for head because they feel like their girl should already understand that they need their oil pleasure done on a daily because it recharges them. At what point do we give our partner not only the tools, but the knowledge of how to please us in an intimate way? Because we know that there are so many love languages. So when I mean sex, I mean intimacy. I mean quality time, physical touch, acts of service, like if you're spending quality time with somebody and it's not to your standard, then that's bad sex. If your love language is physical touch and your partner doesn't understand how much importance a massage is, then that's bad sex. If your love language is acts of service and your partner doesn't understand how important it is or how special you feel when they make your lunch, and that's bad sex. So bad sex is not only their fault, but it's your fault. Because it's your fault for not communicating with your partner in a clear enough way that they understand equivocally, without a doubt, how important the little things are that make you happy. If when you come home, your partner is at home waiting on you after a long day, no matter what's going on that makes you happy, then you need to let your partner know that. Or if there is a young man that you are pursuing and he does such and such right and that makes you happy, you have to see that because you also have to be responsible when you know that you are not happy. When you are working on a relationship that is so single-sided that every time you wake up in the morning, you feel like you are under more and more pressure. So. In business, demand good sex. In your relationship with friends, every friend you have should give you something. Knowledge, understanding, a shoulder to cry on. Demand good sex. In your relationship, if you and your partner are not trying to uncover the ultimate sexual side of each of yourself, then what are y'all doing? Because you can only do missionary for so long. And a lot of what happens, and this is just my belief, a lot of what happens with intimacy is we try to conform it to one box. But like, there's a lot of intimate things that we take for granted. Talking your dreams to your partner, intimate. 
allowing your partner to understand how important they are in your everyday life, intimate. Doing nothing with your partner and having that on the schedule, intimate. Because those moments are with make a lifetime. So no matter what you are doing, demand great sex. Demand great intimacy. Demand great experiences. Demand great situation. And then as soon as somebody fails to meet that standard, terminate them. Fired. Remember, be more real. Be more vulnerable. Be more human. Catch me next time on Under the Armor.